I'm assuming we're all well aware of how suffering can open us to God. When we come across our, our fragility and our vulnerability and our pain, uh, it just it has a powerful way of, of humbling us and, and helping us to recognise our deep need for God. Now, I guess that's part of the reason why... Uh, Jesus opened up his account of the Beatitudes uh, with blessed are the poor or the poor in spirit. It depends whether you read Matthew or Luke. Uh, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. There's something about our poverty that opens us up to God, to his kingdom. In a very powerful, unique way. On the flip side, you'll probably also notice in your life that when things are easy when you're experiencing some kind of success, when everything is going to plan, you feel like you're in control, that you might have noticed that you have a tendency in those times to maybe just lose touch with your need for God or perhaps even forget God for a short time. You might notice that you're not so hungry for God, not so humble. That's basically the story of God's people right throughout the scriptures. We're not exempt from that. <laughs> Maybe a few of you, but most of us not. <laughs> and I suppose that's also why Jesus said um, that's very hard for a rich man or a rich woman to enter the kingdom of God. That's uh, the story of the first reading today, uh, God, again, is, is challenging his, uh, his people. He, and he, he's saying to them through the prophet Hosea, uh, the more his fruit increased, uh, so God's talking about his people here, uh, uh, the more his fruit increased, the more altars he built. Now, these weren't altars, you know, uh, in the temple. These were, these were pagan altars, right? So the more their fruit increased, the more prosperous they became, the more they turned towards their, their pagan gods. The richer his land became, the richer he, ma- he made the sacred stones, right? Their heart is a divided heart. Very well, they must pay for it. The reality is that we are all rich, right? We mightn't feel rich when we compare ourselves with People live in Turak or something, but <laughs> but but the, the reality is that most of us, or perhaps all of us here, have far more than we need. We have the resources to do most of the things that we want to do, and, and when we when we come across suffering, uh, rather than going uh, to God, uh, the temptation is always before us because we have the resources to just go and buy another pair of shoes or, or um, uh, go on a holiday or um, go to a nice restaurant or, or bake a nice cake or, you know, do all the things we can do because we have so many resources, right? The truth is that, that we, we are all rich. And, and uh, our wealth is, is not necessarily a problem uh, at all, but... The problem can be that with all of our resources, um, we, we sort of foster this attitude of self-sufficiency, right? Um, this idea that we're in control. And, and, and we, I, I guess we, 
that, that attitude just prevents us from, from recognising our, our, our profound need from God. It, it, it prevents us from being hungry for God. And that's the great problem when it comes to the spiritual life. So I think the big question for us is, uh, with all of our riches, um, how do we, uh, at one level, remain grateful and happy with them, with what God has blessed us with, but at the same time also be conscious of um, how much we need God? How do we also remain hungry and humble for God? Or as the psalmist says today, how do we seek always the face of God, not allowing all the riches we have around us to prevent us from keeping God front and centre? Well, the, the psalmist gives us just one clue today. He says, Oh, sing to him, sing his praise. Consider the Lord and his strength. Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles and the judgments he spoke. When we keep in mind the many ways that God has been at work in our lives, the many ways that he has blessed us, it, it helps us to remain conscious of our need for God. Huh? So very practically, it's, 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 it's helpful for us, um, you know, daily if possible, to, to spend time just remembering, uh, considering how God has been at work. And you might do that by reflecting on the scriptures, but I think even more importantly, reflecting on your own life. Personally, I find this best to do at the end of the day or the end of a week when things are still fresh. You know, and just think, how has God been at work in my life this day or this week? And you might even write it down just to, just to help you remain conscious of, of, of your need for God and, and how, how much you rely on God in your day-to-day life. I want to uh, suggest also the importance of, of being able to speak this out in, in praise of God. The psalmist says, Oh, sing to him, sing his praise. That's why our, our worship and our praise nights are really important. The one we, have, we have them monthly now. Because um, that's an opportunity for us to come before God, to humble ourselves, to recognise, God, everything I have, you've given to me. And just spend time in praise. and Just, just vocalising to God. Uh, uh, his goodness and your gratitude for all that he, he, he does in your life. So that's just one way. The psalmist gives us one way that we can um, keep before us our profound need for God, that we can always seek the face of the Lord by remembering, constantly remembering how God's at work in our life. But there are many ways that we can do that, and, and that's your role. You, you know, that's, we all need to spend time you know, with the Lord and, and figure out how, what do I need to do so that all the riches you've given me don't get in the way of my deep, profound need for you.